What is up everyone? Welcome back to another video. Today we are having a look at some of those players you might not think are that important when picking your squad but they can really affect your season. It is those cheap players to fit into your FPL teams. What is up everyone? FPL Harry here. Today we are having a look at those cheap budget players, the best ones in those sort of 4.5 million defenders, cheap midfielders, cheap forwards, those goalkeepers you should be looking at when you don't have enough funds for maybe your big players, but they can be really, really important. It's not just those 4.0s we're looking at. It is some of those players you might need to start in your teams a few times uh, every couple of game weeks or so. We're going to look at goalkeepers, defenders, midfielders, forwards. Before we dive into this video, if you have not already, please make sure you've liked it and you have subscribed if you have not already. Welcome to the channel and thank you all so much for 60,000 subscribers over the weekend. Let's dive in. So as you will see throughout this video, there's quite a lot of data being taken this. As per my previous videos, I'm partnering with Fancy Football Scout. They are great for data, which is where I get all the data on the players in the Premier League for all of these videos. They then also have articles if you find them useful, fixture tickets. They have the YouTube channel, of course, where I upload their podcast, the one-stop shop for everything in FPL. You can check the link in the description, which will get you 30% off as well during preseason. So sign up before the season starts. But the first one up is a new signing to the league, and that is Pau Torres, joined Aston Villa from Villarreal in La Liga. He has been priced at 4.5 million, and for me, he's one of the best 4.5 million defenders that I think we should be going with, and I think he will slot straight in as a starter in that Aston Villa defence. Originally, I was talking about Matty Cash. If you watch my latest draft, I quite liked him. However, there's talk about Konza potentially playing in that right-back spot, which means both Konza and Matty Cash are not 100% nailed. Tyra Mings probably will play alongside him. However, Diego Carlos is also a good option. So not necessarily sure outside of him who's going to be the starting Aston Villa defenders, plus Moreno at left-back is slightly more expensive. So we have gone with a 4.5 option here. Now, he only scored one goal last season. He does have a little bit of attacking threat, but of course he is a 4.5 million defender. Last season, Aston Villa were very strong defensively if you were in Tyro Mings in the sort of second half of the season you would have got a lot of points from him and I think Pau Torres could be a really nice option their opening fixtures are okay these are the types of players that you might want to rotate in and out of your starting 11 depending on the fixtures but Everton Burnley Crystal Palace in their first three does mean he's one of my favorite 4.5 defenders Second on the list is the other 4.5 defender I am looking at at the moment. It's not Botman, who is the highest owned defender, I think, outside of Trent in the game at the moment, which is just crazy given their opening run of fixtures. Please don't own Botman in your game week one team. It is Pinnock of Brentford. Now, I've also spoken about Rico Henry, but doing this video, I've looked at some of the underlying numbers, the underlying data for that Brentford team. And Henry versus Pinnock as your 4.5 option is quite close but I have favoured the centre-back who was a little bit more prolific in front of goal, particularly in the second half of last season. He averaged 3.37 points per 90 and he plays 90 in pretty much every game. So 3.37 points per start as a 4.5 defender is a pretty good return. Three goals, no assists and averages about 0.15 attacking returns per game, which actually for a centre-back and a defender is pretty good as well. Brentford, even with David Rye or not with David Rye, expect them to be good defensively again next season. The reason I really like the Brentford defenders as your 4.5 options, whether you're starting them or not, they have an incredible run to start the season outside of Tottenham at home in the first game, which to be honest, given it's a home fixture, there could be a much worse fixture for them to open the season. There's a really nice run. So whenever you need to 
call upon him or if you're looking to start one every single week. I think Brentford top it and he even goes above Pau Torres. Moving into midfield now, my 5.0 million midfield of choice at the moment is Clyburn, new signing to Bournemouth. He's played at Roma, he's played in La Liga as well, he's played for Ajax. He is an incredible player and I'm very surprised he's settled for a club at Bournemouth's level. I think he could be, you know, playing Euro European football. That's that's what I mean. No disrespect to Bournemouth or anything. They did very well last season, but I do think he is a top player and they are very lucky to have him. He was very good last season. He got six goals and averaged over 0.5 attacking returns per 90 minutes he played. Of course, he wasn't in the Premier League, so we don't know how many points he's going to score or scored last season the only thing real issue with him is the fixtures that Bournemouth do have to start the season West Ham at home on the opening day is good but after that there's no sort of green fixture in their opening six two red with Liverpool and Brighton and those three grey Tottenham Brentford and Chelsea he is the best five million and there aren't really many to choose from at the moment we'll talk about one other potential option in just a moment and I think he can do well even in some of these difficult fixtures playing on the wing for him at five million I think there'll be points during the season that we look at him him as a good starting option in our teams. Now, the second 5 million option we have is not currently an option, but there are big rumours that Callum Hudson-Odoi is going to be leaving Chelsea. Now, Fulham have literally, just at time recording, had a bid rejected for him. But Callum Hudson-Odoi only has one year left on his Chelsea contract, and it is likely that he leaves the club to go to another Premier League club in this transfer window, which means... We could have a 5 million Callum Hudson-Odoi in a Premier League starting 11. Now, he didn't do that well in the Bundesliga where he was on loan at Bayern Leverkusen last season, only getting one assist and averaging just 0.14 attacking returns per 90. But I do think that there is still a quality player in him. Now, maybe that's a Chelsea bias in me, but I do think he could do really well. If it is Fulham that he goes to, the opening run of fixtures is not bad. They do have Arsenal and Manchester City both away in there. But outside of that, they have Everton, it's Brentford at home, Luton at home, and Crystal Palace away in there as well. So he's definitely one I'm keeping an eye on. To be honest, Kleiber is a great option, but the fixtures are a little bit more difficult. So Callum Hudson-Odoi getting a Premier League move could make him a great asset. Next up is a 5.5 million midfielder, the cheapest we're going up to, and it is the man on the thumbnail, the man that everyone is talking about, and that is Inciso of Brighton. He has been in and out of my drafts so since the start of FPL, since the game launch, trying to decide if I think he's going to get enough minutes, and basically everyone is trying to decide it. Do I need Matoma at 6.5, or will Inciso at 5.5 play a similar amount of minutes? And if he does, he's a better option than Matoma. Now, we look at his attacking returns from last season, four goals, three assists six points per start for a 5.5 million midfielder averaging over 0.7 expected attacking returns per 90 minutes that he plays again we know if Enciso is going to be nailed in that Brighton team he's going to be a game break he's going to be in so many teams he's going to be one of the most nailed midfielders in every single one of our drafts their opening one of fixtures are also really nice so again if we find out that he's going to play consistently he is going to be a great asset. Luton at home, West Ham at home, and Wolves away in their first three. Now, you probably think, well, last season he was great. Why would he not be? They have signed Jao Pedro from Watford last season, who is a great player, and they've paid a reasonable amount of money for him. I think a lot of it will come down to how both of those two perform in preseason, about which of them gets the nod for the start of the season. But 
right now I'm predicting that it will be Nciso that does get the nod given how well he finished last season. We know that De Zerbi likes to trust those players. He likes to reward players who perform well. We saw it with Nciso at points last season at the end of it in that run in around those double game weeks that they had. I think it will be him for the start of the season. Next up, the only forward in this list we have is Edouard of Crystal Palace coming in at 5.5 million. There aren't really any 5 million forwards that we can be looking to buy at the moment. And there are so many at six that they're not really budget options. Now, Crystal Palace, Edouard is 5.5 and Mateta is 5. The first two preseason games, it has been Mateta that started, but they've swapped at half time. And it was Edouard that was favoured at the end of last season. So I do think it'll be Edouard that will start next season as the main focal striker for Crystal Palace. Now, his attacking returns were okay last season. Five goals, two assists, averaging four and a half points per start, which isn't bad. Now, Crystal Palace do have quite a good run of fixtures. If you are a little bit of tight for cash, there are some okay six million starting forwards. Although, when you have a look at a potential injury for Dominic Calvert-Lewin again, we can't go there. Maybe Visa at Brentford is the six million that you'd go for. But when they have Sheffield United, Wolves at home and Fulham at home in their first six, it might be worth taking a chance. When there's a lot of games for Crystal Palace, they do tend to rotate their forwards. But there's no midweek round of fixtures until beyond game week six. So you don't need to worry about there. So if you really are strapped for cash, I would probably go Edouard as my cheap forward, but really I think it's worth finding the extra half a million and paying six million for the likes of Visa at Brentford. So now looking at a couple of the other bench sort of cheap options. The first up is the goalkeepers, the 4.0 million goalkeepers. Now there are two options that we have at the moment of who you could go for. Option one is Ariola, who's the one that everyone's picking at the moment. However, he's not travelled with West Ham to their sort of pre-season tour. That's just, he's not leaving or anything. He just hasn't gone with them. There is a chance that Fabianski is getting old and at some point he's not going to keep his place. But he did have quite a good season last season. I think the chances of Ariola getting that number one shirt off Fabianski going into game week one is quite slim. That's why we have another option here, and that is Heaton, currently at Manchester United, but today has been linked with a move to Luton Town. If he moves to Luton Town, again, I can't see him not being the starting goalkeeper there. He has been such a good FPL asset for us in the past at Burnley when he was there before he moved to Manchester United, before Pope came in and took his spot. They've been to some great goalkeepers Burnley have over that time where they were keeping so many clean sheets in our FPL team. The fixtures for Luton are also much better. West Ham, Fulham, Wolves in their first six although they do start from game week four it's worth bearing in mind that Luton versus Burnley is a blank in game week two we do know that has been cancelled because Luton Stadium is not going to be ready in time for that fixture so there might be a situation where we have two starting 4.0 goalkeepers and you could just pick both of them they rotate okay you could play Ariola for the first three and then move on to Heaton potentially from game week four onwards so Heaton's probably the one I'm favouring at the moment because it does look like that move is quite likely to take place. Manchester United are just waiting to see when they get Onana in, what's going to happen with Henderson, who's going to be their backup goalkeeper. Once all that's sorted, they'll likely let Heaton leave. Next up, moving into defence, are our 4.0 starting defenders. And we have three of them. One from each of the newly promoted teams. Bell at Luton Town, Bayer at Burnley and Bulldog at Sheffield United. Again, worth flagging that both Bell and Bayer have a blank in game week two because of that Luton home fixture being cancelled. It's also worth bearing in mind that Bell is off 
playing an international duty, which might mean that he's not back in time for game week one, which would mean he'd miss game week one, have a blank in game week two, and you wouldn't actually be able to afford to play him until game week three, which is Chelsea away. And then the nice fixture run, as we spoke about with Heaton start in game week four. So there are, Bell is probably the one that a lot of people are looking at, but if you look at their opening run, you're not going to be able to start him until game week four. It's probably not worth going with him. Bayer as well, you look at game week one, they play Manchester City. Game week three, they have Aston Villa. Game week four, they have Tottenham. It is a difficult opening start to the season. Now, not many of you are really considering starting one of these every single week. They are more just about sitting on your bench, in which case... Bayer is probably the one that I'd look at just because we don't know if Bell's going to be back for game week one. Bulldog is the really interesting one. He's the least nailed of the three, has the best fixtures of the three and has the best attacking threat of the three. He plays at wing back for Sheffield United. However, he did compete with someone called Boggle going into last season. However, Boggle did finish the season quite poorly. They rotated. So at the moment, people think that Bulldog will start the season, but he's definitely not nailed. It's just depending on how much you're going to go with and how much you really plan on starting him and needing to rely on him to be in your team rather than just a player who can come in off the bench if one of your starters doesn't start. If you need a player who you're actually going to have to rely on to start, I'd probably go for Bayer or Bell. Bell's fixtures from game week four are slightly better, so maybe there. But if you're happy for them just to sit on your bench and maybe sub in occasionally, but you don't really need to rely on him, Bulldog does have a much bigger upside. And finally, we have our cheap midfielders and our cheap forwards. The cheap midfielder we've gone with is Chiquinho of Wolves. There are no starting 4.5 midfielders and no starting 4.5 million forwards before we go any further. Chiquinho at Wolves has been a player who's been unlucky with injuries, but when he has played, he's been very explosive. He's already picked up an assist in preseason. He's unlikely to get a lot of starts. He may start occasionally. He's likely to get a lot of minutes off the bench, though. The opening run of fixtures is not bad. Everton, Crystal Palace and Luton in their first six but they are all away from home again I wouldn't be picking him to start him every week but if you're looking for a 4.5 midfield he's probably the most explosive likely to get some minutes off the bench a very similar case for Ujo I've Apologies if I absolutely butchered that name. 4.5 million forward was on loan away from Nottingham Forest last season. However, with it looking like Brennan Johnson may be on his way out from Nottingham Forest, they may be looking for a potential option on the bench. Now, he will be competing with the likes of Ayu and Dennis, who've both not done very well. And his loan away from Nottingham Forest last season was pretty successful as well. He scored four goals in 18 appearances, which is not bad, given that a lot of those were off the bench. Now, he has scored already in preseason and as and is doing his best to stake a claim to be part of that starting lineup or even part of that squad for Nottingham Forest. So these two probably not going to be starting in your teams every week, but are not bad bench options for you. So we've looked at cheap options in goal, in midfield, up front and in defence, of course, as well. This video and all the data taken from it, the fixture tickets, everything taken from Fancy Football Scout, they have sponsored this video and they are supporting the channel throughout the season. So do check the link in the description if you want to sign up for 30% off during pre-season. We'll be back again on Wednesday with another video. Thank you all so much for watching. Like and subscribe before you go and I'll be back again very soon. Oh, and put your questions in the comment section as well. Sports Social Podcast Network.